Oh, I know who you are. Oh, she's in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? <laughs> she makes guest appearances here and there. <laughs> Hello and Merry Christmas. Welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast and welcome to our final episode of the year. Today we're going to be having a spoiler-free discussion on Ryan Johnson's Knives Out follow-up, Glass Onion in Knives Out Mystery. And joining me today, making her glorious debut on the podcast, live from her own private island, it's MK. <laughs> How are you doing? I am good. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited to be on this podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, look, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for agreeing to come on. Um, thanks for agreeing to see this movie. Yes. <laughs> because you didn't like it. So <laughs> thanks for at least, I don't know, believing in the recommendation before. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. I, it was a positive surprise. I mean, we'll get into that, but mm. I actually did enjoy it. So, guys, like I said, we're talking about Knives Out. Sorry, Glass Onion in Knives Out Mystery. Today, uh, this is our final episode of the year. So, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. If you're new to the podcast, there is a year's worth of backlog. And before that, another year's worth of backlog. Mm -hmm. If you watched any of the big shows this year, Industry, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power. White Lotus. White Lotus, we covered all of them, weekly recaps. If you were looking for new shows, we had very recent episodes talking about some shows that you might have missed or even my top 10, which was very difficult to to um, create this year because in doing that, I realized I had watched 72 shows this year. Oh so <laughs> I guess I'm in the right field because I clearly <laughs> have no life. But yeah, so we're going to talk about Glass Onion today. Uh, so, of course, this is Ryan Johnson's follow-up to his 2019 hit, Knives Out, starring Daniel Craig, returning as Benoit Blanc, the detective. It also stars Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, Kate Hudson, and um, Dave Batista. So, I guess, let me start, first of all. Were you a fan of the first Knives Out? Were you I expecting actually... this, or were you anticipating this movie, rather? I really, really enjoyed the first Knives Out, but I didn't know that there was a second one coming out. So I wasn't sort of waiting for the next one. Oh, can one. I just, let me just interrupt you and tell you that there's a third one coming out as well. So Really? Okay, so when is that Netflix paid $460 million for two Knives Out. For two, so, okay, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't sort of waiting in anticipation for this one. However, mm -hmm. I remember the, the first one and I rewatched it as well. And it's actually very good. It's entertaining. It's funny. And it's also just slightly emotional, especially towards the end. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's got a lot in there in terms of it takes you on a roller coaster. So when I found out that the second one was coming out, I had high hopes. But I also just forgot how funny Knives Out is. Like this was really a comedy. <laughs> So you rewatched, you like you said, you rewatched the first one. Unfortunately, yeah. I didn't get time to rewatch it before recording this. But okay. my recollection is that it's not as funny as the second one. I feel like that's the second the, one is much funnier. That's the thing. I couldn't remember how funny the first one was until I rewatched it. But when I was rewatching it, there were a lot of laughs in there. Just of course, Daniel Craig is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, what was his name? Um. From the first one. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Chris Evans. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what his character's name was, but because Evans was hilarious in the first one as well, it it wasn't intentional. Like it wasn't designed to be a comedy, but I just found his mannerisms so funny. There's that scene where he's telling everyone like, "Eat shit, eat shit, eat shit, eat shit." Yeah. Exactly. So there was that kind of comedy in there. Um, but I would say the second one was more designed to be funny. Second one is sillier. That's yeah. kind of the word. Like it's just exactly. like something it's very that's theatrical. like that's, that's, yeah, that's just yeah. ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's some underlying underlying um, knives out theme or glass onion theme, but for some reason yeah. it seems like we're we're matching and wearing orange. So. I don't oh. know if- <laughs> I thought so, you were going to start talking about social commentary. Yeah, you see, no, no, this podcast, you, you think we're going, we're going to be very <laughs> smart and serious and then no, no, <laughs> no, but I mean, um, Knives Out, speaking of, like, that's a good, good segue because Knives Out obviously had this kind of social commentary in terms of yeah. um, immigration and um, what Anna, Anna character kind of represents and all the privileged white people that she was dealing with. Exactly. And this one was mm-hmm. more like eat the rich basically yeah without going into spoilers yeah it's yeah it's it's kind of a, a strong year for eat the rich it's like mm-hmm. this it's like white lotus, white lotus again. it's like the, the menu, menu. <laughs> um, yeah. there's triangle of sadness but i don't know if you've seen but if I you haven't, haven't you, should, you should try and look that look that yeah. up um that's also another strong eat the rich movie Okay. So yeah, it's a strong yeah, and yeah. I mean, we might get into some of the themes as we discuss spoilers a bit later, mm-hmm. guys. When we discuss spoilers, I'll give a clear spoiler warning. I'll put the spoiler warning in the description so no one gets to because this movie is coming out on Netflix tomorrow. So I don't want anyone to obviously watch it or to listen to this and be spoiled before watching it. Um, yeah, I love this movie. This was a good movie to watch mm-hmm. in the cinema. Yeah. So the movie's funny. The movie obviously there's a mystery, obviously. So like mm-hmm. it's a kind of a good movie to watch with an audience. Yeah, there were bits where everyone was kind of reacting yeah. together. I really like when that happens in the cinema. Um, was there anything you didn't like about this movie compared to the first? Uh, one? So I've watched, I've watched, I've watched only once, mm-hmm. and I came off the first viewing on a high. So mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't think I've interrogated what didn't work for me. I just, I think I really did like everything yeah um like so the biggest nitpick that i'll come like oh i feel like i wish some characters got to do more some actors got to do more but then it's like yeah. that's not the point it's like a murder mystery is an ensemble exactly. some people yeah. are gonna do less like it's not their film yeah but what about you you brought up that question did you have something that like you didn't <laughs> like there wasn't something that stood out to me um it's more just a thing of what i find with who done it I, when I'm watching anything to do with a murder mystery, I like it to be something that all the evidence was under my nose and then they take me back through the movie or through the film. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at things and I'm like, oh, how did I miss that? Like there was a chance that I could have figured out who did it. Yeah. Whereas what I find with Both Knives Out, which is also a good thing in a way, is that there's no way that you're going to know because at the end when Daniel Craig is doing his Olivia Pope dad type not okay right. <laughs> he's, when, he's, when he's going on and on, like, him a boy <laughs> literally when when he's doing all that then mm-hmm. he brings up stuff that is like you would never have known this so in a way it's just kind of like you wasted your time trying to figure out who it was I mean, but then you also sit that you can just kind of like sit down and enjoy the movie because you know that you're not going to get it but okay on one hand i'm firmly on the second camp because I, I don't really like theorizing i mean obviously now that, 
now that I have a podcast, you have to kind of like something like what it is, you have to theorize week to week. Mm. But I don't particularly like. I like to just watch it and then like the show, let the show, the movie tell me. Fair. But I that always being said, like to try and figure it out. <laughs> that I mean, that's completely fair. And that's completely valid. But I don't think like because this movie, when they're showing the clues, they go back and tell you where this where it happened. So I don't think like nothing was plucked. Everything was in the film. Like sometimes maybe it's a different point of view that you didn't get to see the whole yeah. of the conversation. Yeah, that's what I mean. But it's, it's like, not, there's and there's some, there's some that are just right there in in like yeah, in plain sight, and we just we didn't catch it at, at the time. Obviously, there's there are reviews. I'm not going to say anything. Like reviews and yeah. those reviews, some of them are different from the kind of reviews you may expect in a movie like this. Which, exactly. Yeah. Which I guess would it's not entirely murder mystery. It's just mystery mystery i don't know i don't know to put that 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 did not come out correctly (laughs) no i i i was actually that was even something that again i probably should have rewatched the first knives out but i don't know when they were telling the story i don't remember that i mean you actually you've rewatched it so please let me know i don't remember if they're like this is the clue and then the film showed us like the clue or he just said it you mean at the end yeah at the end so when yeah they go back over everything so and the film goes back itself? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. In the yeah. sense that it shows you, or not necessarily, some of it is going back, some of it is showing scenes that you didn't see in the film. Yeah, because like in this one, I, I, and that really stood out to me, obviously I haven't, I haven't watched the first Knives Out maybe since maybe 2020. Mm-hmm. It stood out to me because I was like, oh, this is going back a lot. It's like this is they are really, mm-hmm. he says the clue and then they are showing it us the clue. Maybe, yeah. maybe to show us that look, this actually, you actually saw this like, you just do remember it. Mm. Obviously, this is written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed the first one. He wrote and directed Looper, which is a very good film. If anybody hasn't seen it, go see that. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Bruce Willis, and um, Emily Blunt. He obviously wrote and directed The Rise of Skywalker, the Star Wars film. Um, and I don't know, like, this is where... This is section where we just gush about filmmaking i think it's a really good script as a film like this yeah. has to be because you're literally meant to you're telling the mystery there are layers smart. upon layers yeah. if it doesn't yeah if it doesn't work if the script doesn't work then nothing works yeah um so i think i think the script was and i also just think the filmmaking was just really good i think he directed some yeah. scenes very well there are some shots that are just like gorgeous beautiful and yeah, yeah just very well it helps staged. you really create the scene that like you are on a very very wealthy person's island Per, exactly there's a scene when we're at um daniel craig's apartment and this was this was this one really stood out to me and we're at the balcony and then he just zooms out or he just pans out and you just kind of see this large building or this mm. street i'm just like that's just a beautiful composition and a beautiful shot so yeah. yeah just really really well done i also like the use of music as well um so you know at one point i don't know if this counts as a spoiler to talk about the music let me know if it does <laughs> I don't think so, unless, unless no, I don't think so. Okay, so they're talking if it about, is, then I'll cut it out. So okay, go ahead. <laughs> they're talking about fugues, um, because there was something about a piece of music that is basically mm-hmm. a fugue, and they were talking about how it's like a puzzle that you have to solve. Mm-hmm. And then they started playing one, and then they played it again later, and it became like a theme throughout the movie. And I really love that because it adds to the theatrical nature of the film. If not, it's actually just some kind of luxury holiday type vibe, but it yeah. brought it back to being, this is a murder mystery. This is a fun kind of movie. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't catch the recurring, um, I think it was back, the word, the back, mm-hmm. the back's fugues. Um, yeah. lots, of, lots of cameos in this film as well. I'm not, we're not going to spoil any, obviously, but there are mm-hmm. some that are really, really good. Some that are just really, really funny and just very yeah. nice cameos, like literally from the beginning of the film. Yeah. 
but yeah the filmmaker we're gonna talk about performances in the spoiler section because it doesn't you can't really talk about how good some actors were without yeah without saying what they were doing <laughs> yeah so we're gonna keep that um for the spoiler section but yeah look he's making at least one more mm-hmm. if somebody wants to give him under 400 million to make two more i will be I there mind, yeah. like just let's keep on making them keep yeah get five or six of my favorite movie stars and put them in a mystery together casting is always amazing mm-hmm. Did you prefer this cast or the previous one? So, I think it's... Uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> I'm thinking Chris Evans and Adiamas. I think the first one is interesting because the first one feels not random, but surprising. Mm. Because Knives Out didn't have a history. Just like, how did yeah. you get all these people together? Together, yeah, exactly. But then, obviously, now we know what Knives Out is, and then this is kind of good cast. Um, so the first one is what is Tony Collette, Chris Evans, is Christopher Pollard, Lakeith Stanfield, Anna De Armas, Michael Shannon, um, Don Johnson. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, um, what's her name? Jane. Oh, God. I can't remember her Let's name. See, haven't we said? Jane Curtis? No, that's not a real name. Catherine Langford. Catherine Langford, yeah. yeah. Um, why can't I remember her name? This is very weird. What character was she? Do you remember? Um, are you looking at the yeah. cast list? Um, she was one of the daughters. She was the eldest daughter. Oh, I know who you Oh, she's in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> she makes guest appearances here and there. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, she's not I'll, an actual I'll, Real Housewife. Like she, she. Yeah, that would be yeah. very surprising. Um, <laughs> actually, maybe the first cast is actually a better stacked cast. I prefer the first cast just because I love Lakeith Stanfield, Stanfield, and I just think having him on there just gave some extra brownie points. Yeah. Then also. Um, Catherine Langford again just seeing her in a completely different type of role Don Johnson is hilarious even Chris Plummer like I just thought actually no yeah the first cast is better the first yeah. cast is better well yeah it's better although I have to say having Leslie Odom Jr. again in a just completely different role to the other roles I've seen him in was nice it was all the roles nice have you seen him in so obviously Hamilton mm-hmm. and then there was this movie what's it called the one that's about Malcolm X a night in oh uh, one night in Miami um, in Miami was really there we good go. in that. Um, and then I feel like there was another one I can't did remember. Did you watch music? The no, I didn't. Widely panned. Oh yeah, Kate Hudson was in that as well. Yeah, no, that okay. no, nobody seemed to like. Uh, it was um, what's her name? What's her name? I can't remember her name now. The musician that wears the black and white wig. Mm, black and white wig. Yeah. Oh, Sia. Sia. Yeah. So oh. she directed. She directed the movie. Oh Anyways, wow. Yeah, and but it was like destroyed on arrival so oh no okay so is it worth watching or not i haven't seen it okay but, um, all reviews are point to no so okay i don't like i wouldn't recommend it you can't i, mean, I don't even like then... the art i mean i don't know what's going on here yeah i've heard it's problem not problematic i've heard it's problematic actually that like i think someone might be on the spectrum in the movie and then they didn't portray it well i don't know just okay. let, me not, let me not despite anything i've not seen but yeah no um glass onion Mm-hmm. it's well done a really well done film this movie is going to be really really rinsed on netflix that's for sure um i think it's really smart like you said um i think it's really funny 
I think Daniel Craig is just really good. So he's hilarious. Like he's Ryan Johnson so said earlier about how the original plan was that Daniel um Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc, would just appear in every like new installment with like just a more ludicrous accent. <laughs> but, which I, I thought would have been very hilarious, but I decided to just stick with the one accent um going forward. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, should we go to spoilers? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, spoilers. Right. I think the only way to start, let me just give you five seconds spoilers. Anyone that's still listening, in case Willow your phone, in case your phone is far away from you, just give you five <laughs> seconds to go. How do you tell people it. when to come back in there? No, it's been in the description, but after okay, the spoilers, will probably, I'll probably be the end. I don't think we have much more to say. Yeah. Um, okay. I think there's only one place to start, which is General Monet's performance. She was so good. Has she done much acting before? So I've seen her in two things. I think her first ever thing was Moonlight. And then she was in Hidden Figures. I haven't seen Hidden Figures. Oh, yeah, figures, she was. But yeah, I saw I her well. in Moonlight and Homecoming. Homecoming season two. I haven't two. seen Homecoming. In fact, Hidden Figures, she was almost unrecognizable. Like she's just, she transformed into a completely different character. Mm-hmm. And she's in second season of Homecoming. And I really, so I've seen her in two things. Moonlight, she was good. She wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, she, she, I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be a star. Mm-hmm. But in Homecoming, she's really, I can't say anything okay, about her performance in Homecoming because it would be a spoiler. But she's really good in Homecoming. And then someone, a friend of mine tweeted, I told her, she tweeted like, because she saw this at the, when it premiered at the film festival. Mm-hmm. And she was like, General Monet is incredible in the second half of the movie. Yeah. Again, I'm just saying now, if anyone is listening, this is a, this is a spoiler <laughs> section. Please, you might think you don't care about spoilers. Just like, dude, just pause now because this is, these are really, these are real spoilers. Um, yeah. So it says General Monet is incredible in the second half of, of Knives Out. Yeah. Of Glass Onion, sorry. It's very difficult to, I mean, again, yeah. if you're not, if you're... If, spoilers. <laughs> like, I don't like, honestly, spoilers, like, giving you enough, enough warning. This is enough warning. I think we can go ahead. It's so difficult to act as two different people. Yeah. So when Andy dies, quote unquote, mm-hmm. I was like, what was my, what was my friend tweeting? Like, <laughs> she, was, she was, she was good. She wasn't bad, but like, nothing has happened here. Yeah. And then obviously the flashback happens and we're like, oh, like that's her sister and she's mm-hmm. acting as two different characters and then everything happens and then we find out that her sister is not even dead. Like, yeah. I think she was, I think she was really good in this film. Um, mm-hmm. She's the, she's like the standout performance. Yeah. You know the scene with um, the pepper spray where it was going down her nose when she was mm-hmm. acting dead? <laughs> well, you that like... took me out. Like, <laughs> I was partly laughing and partly like, oh my goodness, how did I think you... I think my theatre was going like, ooh, like, because obviously you know what I want to happen. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. Jeremy Renner's hot sauce. Yeah, I really don't know how she pulled that off. Speaking of Jeremy Renner, what's your favourite cameo in this film? Oh, Hugh Grant. Because it oh, was okay. so random. It was very... I just suddenly, I'm like, wait, is that not? And then before I knew it, he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, the good thing about him playing um, Benoit Blanc's partner is that he can obviously appear in a future film if they wanted exactly. to. Exactly. And I feel like he would be so good if they did, like, tag teaming, just two of them. Yeah. But when they op- when they don't open, when they flash back, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, they're going to tell this from this point of view, I was like, obviously, this is going to be a big person. Like, they're mm-hmm. not going to open. As I was like, this door is not going to open, and it's going to be, like, a random box I've never so, seen before. I was yeah. like, obviously, I still don't expect you grant, but I'm like, oh, exactly. okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, they have great cameos in the Serena. I thought Serena Williams might be your, might be your oh, no, I, would... I don't know if that's typecasting. Black woman. Wow. <laughs> I actually genuinely forgot that she was in it because yeah. it was very much as if it was recorded 
mm-hmm. then I remember it being like, oh, actually, she's really acting in this. Yeah, because she's there for like five, ten seconds and she doesn't move. So you think, oh, it's like a picture or something and then she yeah, just starts moving. Um, exactly. It felt like something that was just nothing to do with the movie and they just took it from a general ad or something. But yeah, no, that was good as well. That was yeah. really good. That was I mean, funny. I, I think I liked every cameo. Yeah. I was just like... Yeah. Um, so Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the actor, has been in every one of Ryan Jones's films. Mm-hmm. And in this film, he's the voice of the gong. On the I was going to say, like, I don't even remember seeing him in the Yeah, so he's the voice of the gong that goes every hour or whatever. It's just like... Oh, okay. I loved the touch of having that gong. It's like having the piano um, in the first one. Do you remember when, mm-hmm. whenever someone says something, then Daniel Craig would play the piano? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah, but the gong was even more intense because it suddenly made the vibe very, very strange and almost Probably scary. when it went dark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the lights out part was just hectic as I knew it would be. So, okay, well, you mentioned themes earlier. I guess we can talk mm-hmm. about themes very quickly. We don't need to spend too much time. Mm-hmm. I just love the fact that this character was stupid. That <laughs> yeah. that um, I was brought just a very stupid. He was because very, very he said very something stupid. earlier. And actually, I think was it one of the it, words that Benoit Blanc then? Um, yeah, when he says one of the words, I'm like, that's not a word. But what do I, I know? I don't know all of the English language. Now. He said circumspective evidence. <laughs> you wrote the words. Down. I was like, I was like, that doesn't seem correct. But then, <laughs> and he said, abbreviate. <laughs> was so dumb. But then he was like the Ionian Sea. Oh my gosh, yes. And I was like, no, I'm watching White Lotus. And that is the Ionian Sea. <laughs> that is the Ionian Sea. So it cannot, How like, can it Greece be? and Italy cannot share the same. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I was so, I felt so validated when yeah, Blanc's when idea was like, like, it's like, he was all like, the things you say are stupid. So and you're so dumb. And I just love Blanc's exasperation at him. Like, yeah. like the one thing that you, I thought you did right, you stole it from me. Like, you're just not Again. good. Again, yeah, it literally was... reminded me of Mr. Pope, Olivia's dad, when he was going at him. It was like, <laughs> you're so dumb. Yeah. Like, he really wanted to be impressed by this guy. And this guy just didn't meet his expectations at all. It's Yeah, and obviously, they are like, the clear parallels are like, Mm-hmm. I like Elon Musk and like he yeah. has a Kanye mural uh, mural yeah. on, on his wall so like it's those kind of hashtag free thinkers hashtag yeah. smart billionaires I'm just like yeah that's <laughs> like it's not in, I don't think it's as I think because the in Knives Out the first mm-hmm. one the like you said the social theme is a lot more personal right so it, yeah. it doesn't pack the same West. yeah even though I, I don't think it needs to but like it still says something yeah but it doesn't pack the same weight as this this was um, more about just big tech and like we're all innovators stupid white men filling like, up words <laughs> like disruptors exactly. like uh, okay disruptors. exactly yeah. yeah um it was it was touching on a less um emotive topic but it mm-hmm. was touching on a topic that's still very timely yeah yeah, it's yeah. less personal, but still as important because it's yeah. still, and then it's all these um, sycophants who don't want to say no to the mm-hmm. billionaire. Yeah. Like, you think because you know how They're to make a get car, something. you can run Twitter kind of things. So it's like, oh, you're like, <laughs> okay. Um, so it's like, yeah, so it's like all of them, either it's the governor or the scientist or the pop star yeah. or the men men's rights activist. It's just like, mm-hmm. everybody's just saying yes to him, even though, yeah, they even though they, they hate him secretly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, like a white man screwed over a black woman that and killed her. really was a big thing for me. It was just like, again, stealing from black women's ideas, mm-hmm. building stuff off of the back of black women. Yeah. Again, you can't escape that theme because it's everywhere because it's everywhere in life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just like, again. I don't even know, and this is going to be very disrespectful. I don't mean it like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan doesn't even know or didn't know when he was writing it, like that he was writing onto that theme. If that mm. makes sense. Like, I think I'm pretty sure I mean, if 10 again, white people watch this film, it wouldn't nine stick. of them might not catch that, right? Yeah, it's no, just, of course. Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't, I'm not, this is, Jesus, I don't want it to sound like I'm, this is not like a slight on him or anything. If anything, I think it's probably even a strong, like, great art is when multiple can interpret it in different ways. Yeah. So I'm not trying to, this is in but no way slight. This one felt very on the nose. Like, it yeah. felt not even down to interpretation. It just felt like this is actually what's happening here. Mm-hmm. and i like yeah and I, I love the fact that that's how because again like even though we see it as on the nose a lot of people might just see it as like a person taking another person's from, idea yeah, yeah seeing person, like they don't see the racial undertones in that they don't see the fact that like this is a black woman introduces a white man to a group of people basically mm-hmm. helps him become successful and then he s- screws her over steals her and idea it was and also the her. The element of the rest of the group kind of going like, get over it. Like you've you've been annoyed for long enough. Move on. Yeah. Again, just so representative of like telling black people to just move on from things. Like, mm-hmm. haven't you been annoyed enough? It's time to wrap it up. Yeah. I feel bad saying Ryan didn't know. I don't want. I don't want to discredit his genius. Let me, maybe he knew. I don't like. I feel yeah, like I feel like it would be hard to not know because to not know casting right so much goes into it that it's like why else? I don't know. He could have chosen anyone for that character. Mm-hmm. I mean. Obviously, he may have just done it unintentionally, but I feel like it, it would be such a good way to make the statement to intentionally choose a black woman for that role. Yeah. I don't think he knows now. I'm pretty sure mm, when he, when he hires Jenna Monet, she's like, oh, yeah, exactly. you notice this? And he's like, oh, exactly. that, that is like, oh, yeah, I noticed. Oh, oh I didn't notice, but whatever. But I don't think... Yeah. Whichever way, he, the film could have made a big deal out of it. Yeah. Cassandra could have said it in, a, in her monologue, but like the film chooses not to, which is a good thing, I think. It if, depends. I guess maybe there's also the element of maybe it could have been good if it was slotted in somehow, because like you said, nine people out of 10 just won't actually notice that. Might not know it. Yeah, it depends on the vibe of the f- film, I guess, or like yeah. what they were actually going for. And I mean, to be honest, Knives Out does seem to actually try and hammer down on the social commentary in mm. a way. So maybe they could have done with that because everything else was kind of highlighted yeah yeah obviously if you do highlight it then he puts um leslie odom jr's character in a whole different light it's kind of like mm, that's true as well what did you pick yeah but yeah no she's good she's 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 good as andy she's good as she's great as cassandra um i don't think you can really like i, mean, I don't know if we can praise daniel craig's performance because it's just like it's just good like it's just it's always good we saw it to the first one like it's just yeah. it's good it's funny um, I think he was more involved in this one. In the first one, apart from speaking to, I can't remember her name, but the, was it Marta, the yeah. main character? Apart from speaking to her, he was kind of hanging back and watching things. And then towards the end is where his big monologue comes up. Yeah. And he, well, he I, I guess that's a big difference. Actually, you're right. That I noticed watching like the first one, he doesn't know why he's there. Yeah. Which I guess is what Ryan just didn't want to repeat that. Yeah, exactly. This one, the first he one, know, he knew he, didn't he know was who invited paid, him. but he didn't know who. Exactly. By yeah, but yeah, everything is out. his plan. Yeah, exactly. So when we realize that everything he's doing is like his intention, and it obviously changes things because he's yeah, is um, 
Yeah, and I bought it. I bought when he like before we find out that she's faking her death. When he's like angry mm-hmm. and he throws, I I, I bought that. I, was, I quite yeah. I felt quite emotional when like she died. I was like, oh, that's I, 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 that was sad. Same. I really believed and it. And I felt more emotional when I found out that the good person died. Yeah. So obviously, when you find out that she's not dead, for a second I felt betrayed. I was like, ah, is this <laughs> a waste of my emotions? But obviously, you need her to be alive. Yeah. You need to be alive to kind of like tell the story of the film and, yeah and everything. it was very strange that it was just one book that saved her i was kind of like is this supposed to represent something or like i think that's just the movie being silly yeah because i was just like think, what <laughs> i think sometimes you just have to like you're watching a movie but you just like i think it could have been anything i think it was just like yeah this is a movie i had to let it go because i was like mm, yeah like, like movie. That? yeah the first movie somebody used to throw up whenever she lied like I love that because like, it was so funny. Like, I it's hate a silly movie. Like, I hate actually having to like listen to or see someone throw up. Yeah. But I found it so so funny because she always like there was a point where she threw up in um that guy's face. I can't remember what his name was. Um, and it was like he really needed someone to throw it throw up in his face. So it made so much sense. <laughs> like, well, Chris Evans' so... character. Yes, it was Chris Evans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Glass Onion. I mean, look, Christmas is in a few days. I don't really want to stress you guys about. I was analyzing the metaphor of a glass onion and peeling the layers. That's just mm-hmm. like that's just love. Just watch the movie and enjoy the movie. If you want to do unless that, unless you're getting someone fine. a glass onion for a Christmas present, in which case you might want that. Yeah, maybe. But like, this is a very fun movie. There yeah. are metaphors there. There are layers there. Hundred percent. But like, I mean, there's also the fact that like every character in this film is not who you think they are. Like they all have. Yeah, that was very. As true. it's good for a murder mystery, they all obviously have reasons to kill one another let me put it like that yeah you um, always need someone who although what i thought wait are we still in the spoiler section i mean we are like yeah we are You're kind of like kind of yeah i just realized <laughs> that yeah we are because like i don't want us i already I said andy died and we said she didn't die so i think we're fully like spoiler spoiler so, yeah yeah i think usually um and this is also going to see how they run but there's that sort of thing of oh yeah the quote about um the person who dies is always the most hated person or something mm-hmm. whereas with and that that didn't happen in the first knives out or the second because the first knives well the first knives out more so because there were many people who had a motive but with the second one so with glass onion the only person who had the motive was the person who did it and we didn't even know well his they motive. all had a motive and they all had, remember the, the game they played with the clue like the table they all had a motive and they all had opportunity but only one of them was really gonna do it mm. like they all like they all had the motive to keep miles Brown in power and have his money no but i mean the motive to kill uh what's his name oh to kill batista's character yes oh i thought yeah. it was about cassie oh yeah they, yeah, they had, they had only really one person yeah. yeah that's the thing that was that surprised me because usually when when i'm sitting there trying to figure out who and is going to die i'm like okay this person has annoyed quite a few people yeah but yeah so anyone that has managed to stay this through and thought okay they just got all the spoilers because that was the one spoiler that we had not yet said wait were you planning to not say it no no i was i just realized that we hadn't said it and i was like oh that's what um no i mean i think i thought so i thought it was batista's character that killed her right because of the moment when he's like um when he tells miles braun see this means I can get like late night talk show, whatever he wants. No, I think on the news. Oh yeah. Um, so well, I thought, yeah. I thought at that point that like the news had come out, mm-hmm. and then now he was trying to be like, okay, no, because we didn't know. So at the time, I don't think we knew that we didn't know. So I knew, okay, like he has something on him. There. Yeah. 
But then when we do the flashback, I was like, oh, so what happened was that the news had come out and then he was like, see, I didn't know that he was like, oh, I saw you do it. I thought he was like, I did it and I'm, now this is your proof that I did it. So I thought, Do you know that it's just when it's just now that you've said that that I realized he was using that for blackmail. I thought he genuinely just meant like this gives me a window. Like I, I remember in the film trying to figure oh, out so why did you why. think he killed him? I try, I remember I knew he didn't want people to know that that guy saw that he had killed her, hmm. but I didn't know when he was showing him the phone that he was saying like I know you did it. Oh yeah, I yeah. I didn't yeah. connect that dot at all. I just thought he was like, oh, maybe there was like there's now more publicity, so this would be a good time to do the talk show. No, no, he was like, I know you did it, and obviously I was there. Uh, I saw so you do it, so I'll keep quiet case, if you give me... Right, so because you had then seen that scene, did it surprise you that he killed him straight after? Um, yeah. It still surprised you? I, I still thought that, like, the person was trying to... Look, I don't know. Edward Norton plays that scene very well when he runs behind Daniel Craig. So I genuinely mm-hmm. thought somebody was trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah. No. I was like, oh, yeah, someone's trying to kill him. Yeah. That's so I, true. I thought that might be a thing where they were trying to pick off them one by one or whatever. Yeah. So, and he really made it seem that way as well. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, who came onto my island to kill me? <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So I definitely didn't think. And like, he also, obviously, earlier when Daniel Craig was like, someone's trying to kill you, he was like, no, it's not. So, like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the yeah. one thing Miles Brown might be good at might be actually be acting. Maybe that's what he should have done with he his time instead, of, instead of stealing black women's yeah, ideas. Yeah, no, literally, and creating something that is extremely flammable. Oh, <laughs> just given to oh, anyone and any building. Yeah, I love the ending because I thought, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of sad. You don't really get. It. And then she was like, she was like, guy, I just like you just destroyed the <laughs> Mona Lisa. <laughs> that like was you're so not gonna funny. like. His face, again, Edward Norton, his acting just with his face alone in that yeah. scene, comical. Like, it was, yeah, fantastic. Was, I think they all had, they all had a great time doing yeah. this. And that's what you, like, you want to feel when you're watching a movie like this, that like everyone involved everyone, was having yeah. a great time. Like, when you're watching Knives Out, you know everyone was having a good time. Good with, time, like, yeah. When you're watching See How They Run, you know everyone was having a good time. With. Exactly. You can picture them cracking up when they're on break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, some takes, just like, how did you even get through that? Um, yeah. Okay. Should we? I think that's, that's a good point to end up. Yeah. Let's quickly talk about another murder mystery that came out this year. Um, it's now available on Disney Plus, probably worldwide. Mm-hmm. That's um, see how they run. We discussed this briefly earlier in the year, Ibuka and I. Um, but obviously, we didn't go into spoilers because maybe I just come out at that point. So I think Emika and I might go a bit more in depth just quickly. Um, it's See How the Run is written by Mark Chappell and directed by Tom George. It stars Sam Rockwell, Sasha Ronan, Adrian Brody, Ruth Wilson, Harris Dickinson, David Oyelowo. I don't, I don't think there's anyone that's missing. Um, what do you think of this movie? I enjoyed it, but I found it a very slow burner. And I think part of that was because, you know, with the whole narration where they're basically like, this is a whodunit every 10 minutes. Reminder, this is a whodunit. I felt like I was at a theatre, which in a way was good because I love going to the theatre. But I also, when I guess it goes in line with the, the film because the film is obviously centered around this play. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like being like watching a film in a film in a film or a play in a play in a play because they were referencing the play that they were doing and it's they were kind meta. of mirroring it's each very other. Meta. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it was very interestingly done. There were parts that were very funny. I actually found the characters very likable. So um, 
the inspector Stoppard, um, Constable Stalker was funny. She reminded me of like Amelia de Mullenberg with her sense of humor or just like how, <laughs> like she just literally reminded me of her. Um, I also loved the cast. So um, Pippa Bennett Warner and Lucian Sam Matty, who are both in Gangs of London Gangs of as London. Uh, daughter and father, but yeah. in this they were completely different. Um, that was nice to see. Um, yeah. I also found, again, that social commentary here I really liked um, just because it made you realise when they showed the flashbacks, for example, are we in spoilers or no? Yeah, we're going to yeah, talk about... Uh. Still in the general bit before. Yeah, let's 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 give it a second in case yeah. anyone hasn't want to want to watch with this. Yeah, I think um. it's it's one of those comedies that has a social angle, and when you realize it, it's just so reflective of life again, um, which was nice. It was yeah. a nice touch. Um, I enjoyed it. I like again, it's like it's just nice seeing people have fun working mm-hmm. at this. Uh, I've never seen Saoirse Ronan in the in something this funny so it was nice to see and something like this mm-hmm. again lots of cast character i'm sorry cast members that i really like adrian brody ruth wilson yeah he's like good that. um yeah. uh harris dickinson who plays richard attenborough who is the older brother of dave attenborough um he's also in triangle of sadness so in case you okay. need some kind of connection there yeah um, david Oyelowo was also good as david, always yeah, yeah yeah he's here as well I, okay let's go into spoilers quickly mm-hmm. so what did you think I, of the end? I didn't. I didn't love the end. The end is probably the biggest really? part of the film for me. So I is really it loved it because you didn't like who it turned out to be. No, I have no problem with who it turned out to be. So I really love the meta aspect of this. Let me just say that because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's me. It's like when someone, <laughs> like when he's telling the when he's plotting out. This is what I want to happen in my film. I know that's what's going to happen at the end of this film. That mm-hmm. I love that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like the fact that the killer revealed himself and the detective didn't do it. Again, I've only watched this movie once, so maybe, I, maybe I'm misremembering things. No, but like, you're right. They obviously found out individually, yeah, yeah, and then they didn't, like, I want that moment of, like, them explaining it to everybody. Yes. It makes get it that, feel more really like. intelligent and just, it's almost, it makes you feel like you're watching someone really smart crack a case yeah. and it's really fun to see that. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree. I kind of felt like I had wasted time following the two detectives around mm-hmm. for the entire movie, only for them to not actually crack it and for the person to just reveal themselves. Yeah, the he end. just revealed it to everybody else. And I was like, that's kind of disappointing. I, yeah, I, I get what you mean. I want the big aha moment. You figured it out. Yeah. I know Craig gets. Catch someone when they're not, not aware. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is something that Ibuka mentioned to me off, off air. And obviously. Like you said, there's a big social commentary in terms of how they were mining this kind of tragedy for mm-hmm. for stories. But like, he was like, he also loved it. He really liked the film. And like I said, I really liked the film as well. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, but they just went back to do the play. <laughs> like, what was the Yeah, that, that stood out to me as well. I was just a bit like, oh, what was the point in all yeah, of Yeah, I was just like, what, what point are you trying to make? Because like you said that this is some tragedy that has happened. And then this guy See? who obviously killed someone, and that's not a good thing, but he did it because like you're basically making fun of his brother's death. Mm-hmm. And then now he's gone to jail. Oh, did they kill him? They, they killed him, right? They killed him at the end of the movie. I can't they remember. They killed him. Yeah, they, they, they shot him. Yeah, so you're like, now he's dead. And then you and just, then back you just do the back. play. Like, nothing but, has changed. Like, that's not... Do you feel like that's, that's actually realistic? Do you feel like in life there are things that we just won't know, but... <laughs> 
I mean, it's, obviously real, it, it's realistic, but I don't, I don't know if it works if you don't let us know that you know what you're doing. Okay. Because the I heroes of the film, i.e. Stalker and Stalker, yeah. are just going back to watch it. It's like, That ah, I didn't okay. understand, yeah. yeah like, I guess here? she said something like, oh, she never saw the ending. I didn't really understand why they went back. But when I saw them show that the film went back and it was just kind of like business as usual, I thought that that was, again, commentary on just, things happen but the person who's the sort of underdog or the person who's the victim in the situation just wants that out of the picture that's actually a strong point i'm, I'm gonna rewatch it because obviously it's just like capitalism wins in the end every time like yeah the point i'm trying to make is that like capitalism continues and then this play has been running for decades or whatever then i don't know then i think it wasn't as or maybe maybe i don't want to say it wasn't as strong because i just I didn't, I didn't get that like i didn't get i thought it was just like we solved the crime and we're going back like it, it wasn't like we solved the crime and then this bad thing is still happening. The, the reason I saw it that way, and it could be just me jumping to conclusions, but the reason I saw it that way was just because if not, why did they end it with them showing the play still going? Like what else could be the reason? Exactly, which is which is why I didn't like. I was like, that's <laughs> a very weird. So yeah, I mean, that's the most generous reading of it. Your, your reading of it is the most generous Fair one. Enough. Like hopefully that's, that's what it meant. Hopefully that's what they actually wanted, yeah. I think I need to rewatch it with your reading of it and maybe that would mm. change the ending. But I don't think anything would change my feeling about the fact that Sam Rockwell and Sasha Ronan didn't like didn't tell. didn't get it. I like, yeah. and I like this movie a lot. Obviously, I watched it in the cinema. I don't regret watching it in the cinema. It's just the last 15, 20 minutes. I was like, oh, I don't, mm. I don't know if I really... I liked, the, I liked the ending a lot just because, again, I really liked the fact that there was something more to it in the sense mm-hmm. that when, even when they showed the scene of David Oyelowo kind of talking about, he said something about a mundane tale of um, murder or something. And he was literally saying it directly above, um, the guy's name was Dennis, mm-hmm. uh, the usher. And it's mm-hmm. just like, when they show that flashback, I'm like, oh, wow. So this this guy has been stewing this whole time. Also, sorry to butt it. There's a point when I was like, oh, this guy's the killer. Really? Um, when was that? Well, again, because I'm a person, I don't like to make the think so about it. So whenever it comes to my mind, I don't like stick on it. I'm like, oh, this is definitely just the killer. Like shelve it. You're like, nah. Yeah, exactly. But I think it was just, <laughs> it was that interrogation when we were interrogating him and he's like oh the guy was moving mysteriously or whatever he says and I was like can you describe it was like he's mysterious I was like this guy and then I tried to I was like yeah. everyone I know and I was, oh, oh actually it was after that the film seemed to be focusing on everyone else Except apart him. from him so yeah. I was like it seems like it's him like I was That's like I was like stop and stalk I don't even consider him as the bad person like he's just this, yeah. he's just like paper he's just like yeah. just wallpaper sorry yeah so he's just like mm-hmm. just there and I know what his concern. I was like, oh, he's probably him. That's so good. He literally just, once I once they finished with that scene, he was not even on my mind at all. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you're right. He was very descriptive about exactly how the murder happened. Yeah. And I actually remember when he was talking about it, thinking like, how do you know all of this? And then I just moved on because they mm-hmm. moved on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do like this movie. I, I think like my problems with it are not universal problems. I don't think they're things. I think that's things that people would not even care about. Mm. Like people might people might not care that it wasn't Stopper or Stalker that said that revealed it. People might not care that like they go back to the play and just continue life. So mm. but yeah, no. Um I enjoyed I enjoyed the film a lot. Yeah, no, it was definitely really good. Also, did you notice the cameo from Tolu Lope, uh Don't Jealous Me? Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> So with all due respect to Don't Jealous Me, <laughs> can we call that a cameo? Because like Was it not? Ah, <laughs> because because a cameo is when a you big person be a certain, does like, 
is when a big person does this like a small surprise role. Is that part of the definition that it has to be like a really high profile? Well, because what's the difference between a cameo and a small role? Well, obviously in film, there are no small roles, only small actors. Okay, to but, me, because... Yeah, to us, to us, <laughs> yes, to us, yes. Me, to it us. was a cameo. <laughs> I was, and I guess you didn't watch it, but that that scene is in the trailer. Okay, and all right. Okay. I was like, obviously, I was hoping it to be more than once. <laughs> I mean, to us, it's a cameo. But to ninety percent of the white audience, that with ninety-eight of yes, I was just like, is, can we call that a cameo? It's so funny. No, yeah, but I, did, I mean, I like that he was in the. I like that he's in the British movie. Yeah, I was like, oh, stars, go 100%. on, get, get yeah. yourself into yeah, I love acting. That like, I oh, it. actually, I forgot to mention that Sean Clifford is in this movie. Um, obviously, from Fleabag. Oh, I didn't watch Fleabag. You should watch Fleabag. Fleabag is great. Two seasons. Incredible show. Yeah. Um, okay. I think, I don't know, unless you have anything else to say about this to me, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah, I'm good. I think I've said everything. So go and watch both of the movies, I think, is the conclusion of what we've said. Yeah, one's on Netflix, one's on Disney+. Plus. What do yeah. you about the Christmas break? You're, like, you, don't, you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay. Do you have any hot take you want to share with the audience? It can be about film, TV, or anything in life, really. Anything in life. Just, just the hot take that's burning, take. That is, like just on your head that you just want to get out. I feel like more people should watch Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> that's my hot take to leave Do you, you have with. Your reason? And my reason is that there's a lot to learn about life and human interaction, and people just look at Real Housewives and just think, oh, just a group of women arguing. But it's not only for women to view. Um, and you learn just how to maneuver life just by it's like people watching but on steroids with lots more entertainment okay so everyone go watch go and there's watch. lots of variety if you're bored you will never run out of shows to watch because there are like probably 10 different franchises and they run at different times of the year so here i am promoting for bravo okay real house two real housewives mentioned on this episode i did not expect that <laughs> <laughs> here we go everyone Both go watch your that's mk's um hot take but yeah no um, mk thank you so much for coming on the podcast no for making worries. your debut. thanks for having me hopefully we'll have you back yes. soon obviously you're always welcome exactly. whenever you want uh but yeah again thank you to everyone that's listened to this podcast over the course of this the year if this is your first time listening to the podcast thank you for coming on and there's so much for you to listen on to if you haven't please subscribe to us to us whatever platform you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and just reach us if you'll be so kind. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next year sometime. I'm going to take an extended break. I don't know yet, but we'll definitely be back. And then, yeah, we'll be joined as always by Oscar winner Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs>